0: Hey, hey, hey! Hello, and welcome back to the podcast. Coming in a little too hot there? Uh, Maybe. My name is Ian Castleberry, and I'm a writer, editor, and podcaster. Thank you for listening and downloading. Thank you also for your patience as I had to pull over this car for a little while last week. After managing to avoid catching a cold throughout the winter, taking my vitamins, washing my hands, and knocking on every piece of wood near me, I finally came down with something. Allergies probably had something to do with it. I don't recall having these when I lived in Michigan, but in the North Carolina mountains, coughs and sinus headaches have been a regular part of my yearly routine. So I spent a good chunk of the weekend with an ice pack on my head, avoiding bright light, trying to clear my sinuses, and sleeping. Hey, who won the college basketball national championship? I miss most of that action. Of course, I'd really like to say I caught some kind of slow acting sleeper germs while hanging out in the ER waiting room a couple of weeks ago, Next time I'm wearing a hazmat suit, or at least a SARS mask, but I already spent a podcast talking about that. Last episode, if you're new to the podcast. I think I just wore myself down, too. Last week was the beginning of a new schedule in which I'm taking my nieces to school and picking them up twice a week, and that messed up my sleep schedule. Bear with some little uh, Uncle Ian stuff here. I'm trying to help my sister out as best I can. If you're saying to yourself, isn't there someone else in that household who also should be helping? Well, I think you've highlighted that particular math problem, and I will stop myself there. I'll probably talk about this more on a future podcast. You'll get plenty of warning if you prefer to avoid the Uncle Ian stuff. But just between us, it's just us girls gabbing, right? I really enjoy taking those kids to school. Uh, I probably caught my cold from them, though. Little walking Petri dishes dipping into a germ pool every day. But if you know me or you follow me on social media, I already mentioned my nieces too much and post more pictures than I should. Maybe I'd feel differently if I had to do it every day. I can just imagine parents listening to this, nodding affirmatively. Maybe as you're taking your kids to school or daycare. But anytime I can be a small part of their lives, I'll take it. And any chance I have to make things a bit more fun for them, I'll do it. All aboard the Uncle Ian's school bus. The soundtrack is from the movie Trolls. Always. There's no chance I'll be able to change it to anything else. Even the soon-to-be two-year-old in that minivan loves that soundtrack. And I am not allowed to sing along no matter how fabulous I sound. Okay, any business to take care of? Hey, we're on iTunes. You probably know that already if that's how you downloaded the podcast. The bouncer unlatched the rope and let us in last week. What a great time to not follow up with a new show. And so many of you have been fantastic with your support. But you're here, and I'm here, and I thank you for it. And you probably know what's coming next. Please subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. Also, leave a rating or review if you're so inspired, even if you think this whole thing stinks. Any help you can offer to boost the signal here is very much appreciated, and I don't take that time or effort for granted. All right, should we get to the reason for this edition of the podcast? Let's review Shazam! Have you seen it yet? According to the box office figures, many of you did. The Big Red Cheese earned $54 million in theaters over its opening weekend. That figure's closer to $57 million if you include the advanced screenings that Fandango offered a couple of weeks ago. That's when I saw the movie. So I've been sitting on this review for a while and really should have recorded and written something on Shazam at least a week ago and provided some advanced word for listeners and readers. Why didn't I do that? Billy Batson says the magic word Shazam to get his superpowers. I say the magic word PROCRASTINATION to unleash my talents, or lack thereof. Now that Shazam is in theaters, you're discovering what I did two weeks ago, and what gave Warner Brothers the confidence to show advanced screenings and create positive word of mouth. This movie's fun! Has that been overstated? Yeah, probably. But it's been such a hard lesson to learn for DC and Warner Brothers. Superhero movies are supposed to be escape, a form of fantasy. Sure, there's a place for darker stories, and most of the adults who buy comic books these days like that. But maybe DC didn't have to lead off with that, especially with a character like Superman, who most people know as a bright symbol of right and hope in the world. DC has been in course correction mode ever since. Someday, maybe they'll get it right with Superman. Superman. Maybe even with Henry Cavill in the role again. I'm certainly rooting for that. For now, however, we have Shazam. This is the superhero movie I wish I'd have had when I was a kid. Yes, I grew up with Superman the movie, and much later on there was Tim Burton's Batman. Both were faithful adaptations and brought comic book icons to life on the big screen. But neither tapped into wish fulfillment as directly as Shazam does. Hey, you're a kid. Maybe life seems like it sucks a little bit. But with one magic word you can have the super-powered body of an adult with the power of the gods. Say my name so my powers may flow through you. But I don't know your name, sir. Shazam. Wait for real? Say, okay! Shazam? Zachary Levi, who most people, including me, might know from NBC's Chuck, though he was in the last two Thor movies and season two of The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, does a really good job of embodying a kid in an adult's body. The quick pitch on Shazam is that it's big with superheroes, and Levi fills that Tom Hanks role nicely, trying to pass as a grown-up while wanting to indulge in all of the stuff that you're not allowed to do when you're an adolescent. That's where director David F. Sandberg and writer Henry Gayden find most of the comedy in this story. If you were a 14-year-old and suddenly looked twice your age, not to mention that you have superhuman strength and speed, can shoot lightning bolts from your hands, and later find out you can fly, what would you do? In an older era of comic books, you'd automatically decide to be a hero, help people, and fight crime, right? That's what you're supposed to do. But these types of stories aren't that simple anymore, and I think that's why this version of Shazam could resonate more, with young and old, than his past incarnations. Longtime fans of Shazam, who was originally known as Captain Marvel, but you can understand why both DC and Marvel changed that, and legal proceedings with copyright and public domain got us to this point. Those longtime fans might not totally be on board with this version of the hero. Young Billy Batson had a rough childhood in the 1940s, too, being a homeless orphan. But the old Fawcett comics by C.C. Beck and Bill Parker didn't really focus on that because it was about the fantasy. The 2011 reboot by Jeff Johns and Gary Frank emphasized how miserable Batson's life was going through the foster system. Batson was an unlikable character, which was kind of a tough sell. I know I didn't respond very well to it as a reader myself. I was never a super fan of Shazam or Captain Marvel. For one thing, there weren't comic books featuring the character being regularly published. But I remembered him from the 1970s TV show, which was terrible, And that memory must have stuck because whenever I saw the bright red costume, golden thunderbolt, and white cape in comic books, I responded. It really is one of the coolest costumes in comic book history. Spider-Man, The Flash, and Shazam. I think that's a solid top three right there. But DC Comics eventually took over the rights for the character, and Shazam was never quite popular enough to sustain his own book. Maybe he was a bit too, golly gee whiz, for readers who like brooding characters like Batman, Wolverine, and the Punisher instead. Sorry about your window, you're welcome for not getting robbed! Oh hey, what's up, I'm a superhero. I remember Shazam being revived in the late 80s, and he was a member of the Justice League. But he was more comic relief, as J.M. DeMatteis and Keith Giffen emphasized him being a kid in an adult's body. Jerry Ordway leaned the character more toward his 1940s roots, focusing on magic and wacky villains in The Power of Shazam during the mid to late 90s. By the way, that's a series that DC needs to release in collected paperback and omnibus form. I recently talked about that with Scott Russell, who runs the local comic book shop I go to, Past Times in Asheville. Hopefully we can interview Scott here sometime soon. Uh, in the meantime, uh, Scott also is part of the Expendable Opinion podcast, uh, give that a listen. Uh, I'll put a link uh, in the show notes. Uh, that's that's a funny podcast uh, with Miles Rice and Justin Wilson also. Through the 2000s, I think Shazam's arch enemy and mirror persona, Black Adam, was a more popular character with readers. Please correct me if I'm wrong on that. I wasn't reading comic books regularly at the time. Uh, antiheroes were the new hotness back then. And incidentally, if you didn't know, Dwayne Johnson has been connected to a Black Adam movie for a long time. And now that Shazam is a success, it seems more likely we'll see him, either in a sequel or a standalone movie. Zachary Levi vs. The Rock? Where do I buy a ticket? Alright, pardon that comic book geek digression, but I had to establish that I'm not a totally casual Shazam fan. But what about the movie, Ian? His name is Kathy Sparklefingers. No, it's not. That's not, not my name. Okay, what impressed me the most about Shazam is how it takes what is probably a standard superhero origin story and gives it a different spin to make it feel fresh. Essentially, the hero's origin is told through the villain. We've seen the bad guy be a mirror image of the good guy in many superhero films, but Dr. Thaddeus Sivana, played by Mark Strong, shows us what can be done with the power of the wizard Shazam. As a child, Savannah discovers an old wizard, portrayed by Jaiman Hansu who's weary of opposing evil and wants to empower a new warrior in that battle. But Savannah isn't pure of heart and isn't deemed worthy of the power. Having that power taken away from him gives Savannah a believable motivation throughout the story. He doesn't want to just take over the world. He wants the near godhood that was within his grasp. He wants to show his belittling father that he matters. And when he sees someone else granted that superiority, he wants to take it for himself. Billy Batson doesn't look like he's worthy either. Portrayed by Asher Angel, he's a delinquent teenager who's run away from several foster homes, trying to get out of the system and find the mother he was separated from as a child. But he ultimately shows he's pure of heart by fighting for his disabled foster brother, Freddy, who's played by Jack Dylan Grazier, who is constantly bullied at school. That probably would have drawn Billy and Freddy closer anyway, but then Billy is given the powers of a superhero from the old wizard, and Freddy being a superhero follower who has a Batarang replica and claims to have a bullet which deflected off Superman, is the ideal partner to help learn about those superpowers and promote him on social media. Origin stories are more fun when we see the hero in progress. Not yet in full, learning his or her skills. Think of Peter Parker swinging into the side of a building in Sam Raimi's Spider-Man. Tony Stark's jet boot test, rocketing him into the walls of his garage in Iron Man. Apparently, I like seeing heroes collide with walls or even Bruce Wayne trying to avoid being arrested by Jim Gordon in Batman Begins. What are your superpowers? Superpowers, dude? I don't even know how to pee in this thing. In the swole, over-muscled body of Shazam, Billy Batson doesn't know his own strength. He doesn't know how he can fly. He finds out the hard way that he's bulletproof. And what he knows most about the lightning he can shoot from his hands is that he can put on a show for money like a busker on a street corner. Speaking of that pumped up Shazam bod, it was kind of concerning when set photos showed Levi in what was pretty clearly a suit padded with fake muscles. He obviously worked himself into fantastic shape to play a superhero, but wasn't as bulked up as Henry Cavill got to play Superman. Would that physique look fake on screen? I don't know if it looks completely natural, but I think Levi adapting to the muscles in that suit simulates what suddenly carrying a bodybuilder's bulk would feel like to a teenager with an average build. I think it ends up working. The movie doesn't work when it inevitably becomes a conventional superhero spectacle, though, with Shazam and Savannah trading punches high in the air above Philadelphia. But that slugfest is redeemed with a final payoff that should delight anyone who's been both a fan of the Shazam comic books and of superhero movies in general. In particular, one that was never filmed because of the 2008 writer's strike in Hollywood, but still lives on in fanboy discussion. I'm trying to avoid spoilers here. I don't want to deprive anyone of the surprise and joy that I felt when that revelation became clear on screen. The feeling from that and a mid-credits scene which nearly made me squee is something that I haven't experienced for quite a while at the movies. Of course, your reaction could vary. But those surprises are what lift this movie beyond a fun superhero comedy. Sandberg pays tribute to Shazam's comic book mythology and DC's iconic heroes. Several references show that the story takes place in the DC Cinematic Universe, but it's not bogged down with setting up an overarching narrative. Yes, there are nods to possible sequels, but they can stay within this world, and probably should. Superman and Batman don't need to show up to validate Shazam. I'm already eager to see Levi play this character again, along with the entire band, Asher, Grazier, Strong, everyone in Billy Batson's foster family, getting back together again for another adventure. This world can get even wackier, and based on what Sandberg hints at here, whether he directs a sequel or not, DC isn't afraid to go there. Daring to be different paid off here. Based on the opening weekend box office, which was reportedly $162 million worldwide, and a relatively low budget for a superhero spectacle, reportedly $100 million including marketing, along with positive word of mouth, we'll likely see Shazam again. What looked like a possibly bad release date suddenly looks okay with a month before Avengers Endgame takes over the world. I already mentioned that the podcast is now on iTunes, but we are also available for listening downloads and subscriptions on Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, and TuneIn. I believe that means you can listen to this on Amazon Echo, as if you're not already asking enough from Alexa. I'll have to try that myself. We're also on Facebook at The Podcast, P-O-D-C-A-S-S. Please give us a like over there and tell all your friends about us. If you'd rather provide feedback of a more private nature, send an email to thepodcast at gmail.com. Elsewhere on social media, you can also play with us on Twitter and Instagram at The Podcast. And if you really want to get personal, you can find me on Twitter and Facebook at IanCast, that's I-A-N-C-A-S-S, and on Instagram at IanCass6873. Jeez, I, must, I might have to devote a whole podcast just to reading off social media accounts. I think my friend A has the right idea by avoiding this stuff altogether. Hey, I made it past 10 minutes! Thank you for listening, and remember, if a creepy old man with long hair and a beard lures you into a tunnel from the subway he is probably not going to make you a superhero. Your magic word will be, HELP! Unless that guy really is Jaiman Hansu, who seems like a pretty cool guy. You know, he's in two movies, starring one Captain Marvel or another this spring. What are the chances of that? Okay, be pure of heart, people, and go enjoy some of your finest beer. <laughs> ¶¶